Introducing the Makeup Artist Chronicle. Welcome to the very first episode of the Makeup Chronicle. I'm your host, Julia Lubin. I am a pro makeup artist, and I'm so excited for you guys to join me on my journey. I figured the first episode, we could just kind of get to know each other a little bit. And by that, I mean, um, you can just kind of listen while I ramble on about myself and my career, my background, my history, and kind of where I got to where I am and where I'm thinking of going. So for me, I was actually born in a country called Moldova. It's a former Soviet Republic. So I speak fluent Russian. I learned Russian as my first language. And when I was four years old, my mom was like, we're going to America. You know, there isn't that much opportunity here for us anymore. And so she was 25 and it was her, her parents. So my grandparents, me as a four-year-old, and we landed in Brooklyn, New York. And it was just a really exciting way to kind of grow up. I don't remember too much of my life prior to then, um, just what I've heard in stories. And so I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. We moved around a lot, but we stayed in Brooklyn for the most part. And I remember from the time I was a little girl, my mom would ask me all the time, you know, what do you want to be? What do you want to be? And when I was really little, I wanted to be a pop star so bad, but obviously I wanted to be the kind of pop star that like had an alter ego and her alter ego was a sorceress or a superhero. Um, so, you know, normal goals, career goals. And then I got a little older and I saw some of the jobs that were out there and I really, really wanted to be a fashion designer. I wanted to be a fashion designer. I wanted to be a magazine editor. Like I wanted to be the editor of Vogue or Elle or Marie Claire. And I remember I would always grab these fashion magazines when we were out grocery shopping or something and I would bring them home and I had a red Sharpie and a black Sharpie. And I would go through and on every single model, I would kind of decide, do you need a winged liner? Do you need a red lip? Like what's going on with this look? And I would go over the editorials with my Sharpies and kind of do the model's makeup. So ever since I was little, I've always been obsessed with beauty and pop culture, fashion, just everything that's exciting and creative in that space. And I just thought it was such an important form of self-expression. You know what I mean? How you dress, how you look, how you do your hair. It, it can say a lot about a person. And I just always found it really fun and personal to experiment with different looks So when I um, got to be a teenager, I think it was, I told my mom, I'm like, for high school, I want to go to this fashion design high school in Manhattan. That's what I want to do. That's where I want to be. I want to be in the world of fashion. And my mom was like, well, you know, 
she had come to the country as this 25 year old woman, not knowing the language. And she was like, I think you need a desk job. I think you need to like go to school, get a good education, get an office job and like do the nine to five thing, like work your way up the chain and then retire. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. You know, cause as immigrants, stability was always the, the number one biggest thing. And my mom is part of the corporate world and she worked her way up and it was really important to have that stability and security. But for me, it just, those kinds of materials, those kinds of subjects in school, they never really intrigued me. I was never into math. I was never really into science. I, I always loved English classes. I remember we would read books and we would write about them and creative writing, literature. So that was always kind of what I was drawn to was the creative pursuits. So needless to say, I didn't end up going to the fashion design high school. I ended up going to a prep school and I, so I got a scholarship to go there and I didn't really fit in, you know, I didn't have as much money as the other kids. I didn't drive Range Rovers like the other kids. Um, And so I just kind of kept to myself, you know, and I loved English class in high school. It was kind of my retreat. I would always come home and just like burrow away in a book or a magazine or, you know, something that could get me into this world that I wanted to be a part of, but that I wasn't, you know what I mean? So I went to high school, graduated from high school, went to college, was pre-law in college, graduated, did not go to law school. I realized that I don't learn that well in a traditional school environment. I don't do well being lectured at and just having to kind of sit there and pay attention. I need something that's a little more dynamic, a little more participation, group work, talking, excitement, things like that. So I moved back home after college and kind of bopped around and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I just knew that I wanted to be the person that had a hand in changing someone's attitude, someone's, how they were feeling, someone's thoughts about themselves, you know? And so I thought, okay, well, how could I help people? How can I help them feel better? Okay, well, I'll go work in medicine, right? So I actually got a job at this healthcare company working as a receptionist, and it was one of the best experiences I've ever had because it was at a startup. And so it wasn't just reception work or administrative work. I got to be super creative every single day. So I would walk in and start up life. Something's going wrong. Something didn't work properly or we're not doing this the best way we can. And so there was always that pledge of creativity. How do we improve? How do we keep going? How do we figure out creative ways to be scrappy? And that's a lesson that I want to kind of put a pin in because it's going to come back around later in my life. But up to that point, I was kind of so focused on everything needing to be perfect and everything needed to be some sort of way that I didn't really explore what it looks like to just 
be free and be fearless and make mistakes and, and go about life. Um, and so working at that company really helped me let a lot of that go and it helped me learn that if you're going out there, you're putting yourself out there, you're being fearless, you're recognizing that you have something to contribute, then even if your idea isn't the one that's picked, even if you're ideas half-baked and it's not even fully formed, just going out there and saying, I have a voice and it counts for something and I want to contribute. That's huge. And so I learned that um, kind of in my early mid-20s. And then I worked at that office. I did a few different jobs there. I managed, I did inventory. So I kind of just lapped up all the projects I could take on and all the job titles I could take on because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I was just kind of grasping at straws, trying to figure out what do I want to do? Who do I want to be? What is my identity? You know, your typical stuff that you go through in your twenties. And I got really into watching kind of YouTube tutorials of makeup artists. I love their two sisters called Nick and Sam, and they used to go by Pixie was Pixie Woos on YouTube. And they were probably my biggest inspiration. I would have to say they were just so posh and so chic and so fun, but also not worried about being perfect and focusing on just putting themselves out there. And I love the fact that they would start taping themselves and say, you know, I don't even know if this is going to work out, but I'm just playing with this look. And so I, one of the things that, and this is just me being totally honest with you guys, like I'm not, I'm not about to be here saying this is how perfectly my life fell together. I'm just giving you kind of the abbreviated version, but the reality is I saw these YouTubers and these influencers getting all these products and, and experimenting with them and playing with them. And I was like, I want that too. Like I want companies to send me stuff. Like I want to get discounts. I actually found out that professional artists get a 40% discount with Mac cosmetics. And that's why I was like, okay, I'm going to get a discount at Mac. So with my logic, my like stupid logic, I'm like, the way that I'm going to get that discount is I'm going to, (laughs) I'm going to go to makeup school. I'm going to pay to go to makeup school and I'm going to become a makeup artist and get a degree, like a certificate. And then I'm going to get a discount. And it's like, I realize how far-fetched it is, but you have to kind of remember where I was in my life, right? So I'm in my mid twenties. I'm grasping for straws. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And I grew up in a family where it was, you know, get your education, get your degree, get the job. So I got, I went to this really great school in New York called Chic Studios and we did a month long intensive. And so essentially I would go to work, do my day job from seven 30 in the morning until five in the afternoon. And then from five 30 in the evening until 10 in the evening, every single Monday through Friday for four weeks, I would go to makeup school. And it was one of the most amazing experiences. Um, They hooked me up with my first makeup kit and they taught me a lot of the 
basics of doing makeup, color matching techniques, things like that. But they also taught me, you know, the business, the industry, these were working artists that were sharing their insight. They were supplementing with teaching. And one of the things that I took away from it, that was a huge learning lesson for me at that time in my life was you're going to make mistakes, but because you might be afraid of making mistakes, you might not even pick up a brush, right? Much less apply whatever stroke you're going to apply to create your art. And this is just, you know, as an example, but you have to pick up the brush and you have to make that first stroke. And that first stroke might be wobbly. Your hundredth stroke or your thousandth stroke or your millionth stroke might be wobbly, but it's not about being perfect. It's not about getting it right from the first go around. It's about the connection and it's about understanding and learning and growing and being able to bounce back from your mistakes and fix them, right? And move forward. And so that was the lesson that I was learning. And I started to learn it through makeup. And that's one of the best ways to learn it because truly makeup is just fun. You play with color, you play with shapes and forms and you, at the end of the day, make a mistake, you can fix it, you can take it off. It's not kind of a life or death situation. It's, it's just, I can't describe the feeling of having someone sit down and feel really sad or really stressed out or really hopeless. And then just something so small as having their makeup done and having someone to talk to for half an hour or an hour, the energy that comes off of them when they get out of my chair and just that little bit of connection and that little bit of boosting their self-esteem can help them go from feeling really depleted to feeling like they can conquer the world. That That is the like immediacy that I was hoping for in being able to touch people's lives, right? So I was doing that as a side hustle and I met some other amazing creatives in New York that were, you know, I met this great photographer. I'll shout him out. His name is Richard Kissy, K-I-S-S-I. He's in New York and he's incredible. Like his vision is so beautiful. He started out working a desk job too. And then he like made the jump into photography full time and I, he recently showed his work at Art Basel in Miami, which is so incredible. And he just is just one of those good people in business. You know, he wants to raise up everyone around him. And so I was lucky enough to kind of meet with him and start working with him as the beginning of my portfolio. And so we would work outside in the streets in New York. Eventually he got a studio. We would work there and we slowly got to meet more and more people, a videographer, um, you know, people that do hair. Cause I, I do a little light hair, but it's not, it's not where I live. It's not my, you know, space where I like to create. And we worked, we made some really incredible editorials and video content. And it was just something that was really invigorating for me to remind me to why, why it matters. You know what I mean? Why connecting with people and raising them up and supporting them it doesn't take away from you and your own value and your own worth. It, it adds, it 
only makes your life richer. It makes their life richer. And it was an incredible opportunity. Um, so I continued to do a little bit of that work in New York freelance as a side to my day job, which made the hours to, to come on set a little tough for me. Um, but then I decided to move to LA. I was, I don't, I always wanted to live in California. I always wanted to live specifically in LA. I was done with the New York city winters and the snow and the seasonal affective disorder. And my, my dreams, if we go back to how I was saying growing up, all I wanted was to be a part of fashion and pop culture and beauty. So I was like, I want to move to LA and I want to be a celebrity makeup artist. Like that's what I want to do. I want to help people arm themselves before they go out and do their special events. And so I moved to LA I did some freelance work there as a makeup artist, still working um, at my day job because I moved with my company, which was so incredible of them. And this whole time, it, it had been maybe three years, two years, two years. And I was kind of half-assing the makeup thing. I was I was one foot in, and but still too hesitant to give up a desk job and that stability that was always kind of instilled in me as, as needing to be something that was part of my life. But what happened that threw me for a loop was I moved to LA with this very specific vision of who I wanted to be and what I wanted to pursue. And then I met my the love of my life, the guy that I'm with now, currently my boyfriend, Garrett. And then, so he's an integral part of the story. One, because uh, he's still around, obviously, but also because he got a job offer to move to Northern California. We were dating eight months at the time and he got an offer to move to like the Bay area. He had family here and he asked me to move with him. And I was like, you know what? Let's, let's do it. Let's just roll with it. So we moved up here and we've been, we're still here. We're kind of in wine country. And originally I moved up again with my company. They were so nice to me. So I was working in San Francisco and trying to make the connections, but I wasn't finding the scene for editorials and the kind of makeup work that I was looking to do it isn't prevalent here as it is in New York and LA. So I, I've kind of been struggling for that piece of it. And then, you know, Garrett and I sat down and he was like, if this is what you want to do, if this is what brings you joy, then you need to just dive in and stop being one foot in and one foot out. So I quit my job at this company that I had been at for almost seven years that I loved. And I went to be a counter manager at a department store. So I was like, all of the famous artists that I love and admire started at the counter. And so I was working at the counter and it was a really great environment. I met some of the most amazing people of my life. They're so great. I still talk to most of them actually. And, uh, but I, I was only there for a few months cause I, the actual work environment, just in terms of, and I'm not going to name names or say what department store it was, but just like the management and the culture, it was very toxic. And so I knew that 
I wanted to be a makeup artist. I wanted to have a broader network than just my town. And I thought that I should work the counter and then work my way up and be a national artist. And then that culture was just so toxic that I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do this my way and I'm going to figure it out. It might take a little longer, but I don't care because I know that I'm worth it and I'm not worth being bullied by these like corporate people. So I left the department store and was just freelancing. And the entire time I'm writing. So I have my blog, which you might have seen. Maybe you're a subscriber, subscribe to my newsletter. Shameless plug, subscribe to my newsletter. Um, but it's also called the Chronicle and it, I've been blogging for years on it now. And currently I'm doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday posts. I used to post every day, but you know, there's just a lot of fun projects that I have going on and and I'm finally gaining momentum on some things. So, um, I'm blogging three days a week and it goes back to my desire to want to be an editor, right? So I wanted to be a beauty writer, a beauty editor. Um, and so I'm kind of doing that. I'm doing it online. Now the block space is very saturated and I'm coming into the game later than most people did, but I'm not doing it to like become a famous blogger or influencer. I just want to connect with people, to track my journey and to put something out into the world that helps people. So hence this, this podcast, (laughs) um, but I'm, I have continued to work freelance here. I have an amazing photographer that I work on editorials with. I'm also doing weddings. Um, I did one of my really good friends weddings last year and it was just such an incredible opportunity. Um, but I want, I want it all. Like I want to, to be the writer and I want to, be the makeup artist. I want to create my own products. I want to be represented by an agent. And so these are all things that I know are going to happen. I'm in at 110%. It's just a matter of putting myself out there, having patience and just doing the work and hustling and and having faith that even though some days are radio silence, eventually with diligence and hard work, everything will fall into place. And I was saying that is very easy. Living it is so hard because those days where it's just radio silence and it feels like no one is listening or a part of it, it it is such a blow to like, I guess probably the ego, you know, like, why am I doing this? What does it matter? Am I really making an impact? And then you'll get like that one message from someone of, Hey, your post really helped me out. Or, Hey, I tried that product that you highly recommended and it changed my skin. And and, those moments, those are the moments that I'll be running on empty. I'll be feeling really, really crappy. And then a moment like that will happen and it'll be something so small and it'll just kind of fill up my gas tank and get me ready to keep going and keep pushing. So that's where we at. Um, that, that, that's where we at. I've been talking for so long, it feels like, and I feel like I've just 
been way more serious than I intended to, but it's tough. You know, it's tough sometimes talking about, you know, where you come from and decisions you've made and why you've had to change your mind or mistakes you've made and how you've had to learn from them and go forward. So, you know, I'm just here bearing it all out for you on this podcast that I don't even know who's listening, but I think that's an important part to this relationship, the start of this relationship is I don't want it to only be one-sided. So maybe every week you're listening to me and you hear me like chit-chatting and talking and sometimes I'll have a guest so it won't be just me, but otherwise it's just me talking to you. But I want to get to know you too. I want to know where do you live? What's your story? And, you know, what are some things you learned that just kind of threw you for a loop, but changed your life, you know, in a good way. Um, you can always connect with me on Instagram, M-U-A Chronicle. All one word is my username or just search my name, Julia Lubin. Um, JuliaLubin.com is my website where you'll find my blog and my portfolio. And you can always email me at... Julia at JuliaLubin.com. I definitely want to connect with you guys. I want to know, you know, where do we want to take this? What extent do you want to get to know me? And how graphic do you want me to be in the journey to get to where I need to go? Basically, I guess let's, let's, let's make this a journey where we're, we're still trying to get that girl a discount, get her, get her that free promo stuff. Just kidding. Although if I do, I do, there are some companies that I work with that do send me some things. And if they ever send me stuff, I, I'll just repurpose it into giveaways. Cause yes, I want to try stuff, but also it, if there's an excess of it, why not share the love? You know what I mean? But I'm excited that you're on this ride with me. I hope that I haven't completely lost everyone with my going on and on. We will get funny. We will get a little more high energy. I just think, you know, the first episode getting to know me, it was a little more serious because life, man. But, you know, there'll be more and there'll be fun and there'll be guests and there'll be giveaways and uh, it's going to be great. Follow me on Instagram. Email me if you want to talk, DM me. Um, I I can't wait to have you along on this ride because like I said, we are either going all the way to the top or we're going down in flames because I don't do anything half-assed. So we're going to have to do this whole ass. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to me ramble. Um, I'll see you next week. Next week is, oh, next week is New Year's, right? New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, we'll have an episode go up. We, I say we, but it's me. I'm self-producing this in my bedroom. Um, so glamorous. Um, I will have, I will have an episode going up New Year's Eve, which I get it if you're busy, but if you want to listen to it while you get ready, please do. And it's going to be a lot of intention setting, a lot of wishes for you guys, a lot of exciting things, but can't wait to connect with you guys. Um, talk to you next week. Talk at you next week. Okay. Okay. Bye.